And welcome back to the program, everyone, on this fifth Saturday of July, where we have a very special guest here, Dr. Paul Jensen, who is with the Northwest Dry Eye Center in Bellevue, Washington. Dr. Paul, welcome to our program. Thank you for having me here. And I, you know, I, that's right, I said the word dry eye, and I bet there's a lot of us that have no clue about what that is. <laughs> Is it, am I right? Dry eye is a really uh, funny condition because if you don't have it, it just seems like kind of a minimal little issue. You know, it really doesn't, really doesn't count for much. Uh, maybe people expect you put a drop in every now and then in your mm-hmm. eyes and, and, and you feel a little better and, and you move on. Uh, but dry eye can be anything from that to a debilitating, painful, vision-robbing condition that oh. is very, very difficult to handle. Well, and I can imagine, I know um, way back when, when I used to wear contact lenses, I got, you know, my eyes started really hurting. I think that's one of the reasons why I stopped wearing them. It was just, it was uncomfortable after a while. Mm-hmm. I couldn't, I could only wear them for short distances of time. And I'm sure that that's part of it, isn't it? Oh, it sure can be. Yeah. I mean, anything anything from the outside world, a contact lens or pollution or dry conditions or wind, mm-hmm. almost anything can kind of lead to lead you down that road. Uh, there are a lot of other conditions that are sure. also part of that too, but sure. And I'm sure I just this is totally naivety here, but if you live in the city and you have a lot of, around a lot of exhaustion or different things like that, does that affect your eyes or not? Oh, it sure can. I mean, of all the uh, maybe environmental conditions, you might think, um, the hot conditions and dry conditions are really uh, the, the top uh, the top issues that we'd have to deal mm-hmm. with. In Seattle, it's not as bad as it would be in Phoenix or Denver, but it definitely, sure. environment is definitely an issue. Well, I bet Eastern Washington would be more oh, so. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Because they have a drier climate over there. Yeah. And harsher climate. So that might affect too. Um, does hydration make a difference? Is that one of the things that you find or not? We occasionally do. There are some people who are just generally dehydrated, and we we can prescribe water for them. Yes. <laughs> Probably the easiest, least expensive prescription they'll ever get. That uh, We don't see that all that often, but it does mm-hmm. happen. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Sure. So if somebody has dry eye, I mean, how do they find you and how do they know that they have dry eye? Are, they, are you usually have patients that are referred to you by other doctors, or how do you... Um, and I guess, how does this, this whole process start? Uh, the Northwest Dry Eye Center is a referral practice. A lot of people find me. They'll find me on my website or read an article that I had written or all sorts of ways that they mm-hmm. might find me. But, but generally, it's a referral practice from optometrists, ophthalmologists from the region uh, who will send patients in who are having difficulties. Ah. And then, and then when somebody comes to see you, what, what do you do in an exam to determine that? Well, it really varies based on what we're talking about, what what the patient complains of. Um, Dry eye can be just a huge variety of conditions. It can be, as we said before, maybe some environmental issues. Mm -hmm. It could be people who work on computers a lot. Oh, I never thought of that. Oh, boy. And a lot of younger people we see who are 12, 14, 16 hours on a computer every day, they just don't blink all that much and really can be a problem. So there's an exposure issue for them. Other people we look at maybe medication they could be taking or just tissue changes as they get older. Mm -hmm. Maybe they aren't producing enough tears or maybe the tear quality isn't as good as it should be. And those are definitely aging issues for Mm -hmm. sure. What are some 
symptoms or indicators that cause people to think about, well, maybe I have dry eye? Well, there are a few things. One is the obvious, if they actually feel dry. Um, a lot of yeah. people will wake up in the morning and they're just dry for the first few minutes of the day. And you'd have to look at maybe exposure overnight for something like that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people get drier during the day. Other people, maybe they've, like I said before, maybe they've changed medications and become dry. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, it's any, it, it, I try to throw out as many adjectives as I can when I'm asking people if they're dry, itchy, burning, scratchy, red, just any of those kind of issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing we see quite frequently, actually, is blurred vision. Uh, it's very, very common for people in the evening, maybe after dinner, maybe they're watching TV, something like that, for the vision to begin to blur out. That's also a very common oh, wow. symptom of dry eye. And they may not even feel dry, but the vision just kind of goes on them mm-hmm. later in the day. So mm-hmm. we see that all the time. And and really, <clears throat> it may be so subtle that people may not realize it. So if somebody went in, like you said, you were a referral practice, would a typical... Um, optometrist or ophthalmologist be able to determine that somebody has dry eye by looking at their eyes? Most of the time, they do determine, the doctors determine that they have dry eye, but getting to the root cause is the problem. Got it. It's easy <clears throat> to try some drops and to try this or to try that. There's all sorts of you know home remedies and prescriptions and all sorts of things that people can try and that doctors recommend. Um, to me, really what we do that is different is we try to get to that root cause, or in my case, probably root causes. The, the patients I see tend to be uh, um, more advanced cases, and there may be several different things kind of adding up to, to cause a problem for them. So for me, I kind of try to separate out the different conditions that might be in a, in a given eye or a given uh, person's life, and then we go from there. So the, the trick is the diagnosis, to really sure. get down to exactly why the eyes are doing what they're doing. Wow. And we are talking to Dr. Paul Jensen of the Northwest Dry Eye Center in Bellevue, Washington. And Paul, <clears throat> before we continue forward, tell me a little bit about how, um, where you're located in Bellevue, and um, you know how. I know you're primarily a referral practice, but can people actually call you directly? They can call direct, absolutely. Um, but uh, it is, like you said, a referral <clears throat> practice. We're north, about a half mile north of Overlake Medical Center, um, in. Uh, on 116th along there in Bellevue. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's great. And do you have a website? We do. It is nwdryeyecenter.com. That's wonderful. So if if I have dry eye, <clears throat> maybe I feel like I might have a little bit of something in, you know, going on. Um, what, what are some things that maybe I could do to, first of all, see if I could help myself? Are there like special types of drops? Or do over-the-counter drops really work? Well, they sure can. Uh, what I tell people is if they need up to two over-the-counter drops per day, and that seems to keep them happy, they're, they're comfortable, their vision's mm-hmm. clear, uh, then I don't consider that something that we really need to ramp up and do a full diagnostic workup on. Okay. Uh, if they're doing those drops and they're just not getting there, either they're continuing to get worse and not getting better, or there are other issues that come up, their eyes stay red, uh, then that's when we would really flip sure. it into a workup and really try to get to that root cause. And if you're if you're having some sy- symptoms, like you were saying, itchy, um, what are the symptoms? Like itchy, scratchy, I would imagine your eyes would be more scratchy. Yeah, I mean, uh, almost anything that you can imagine. I, I have uh, patients who tell me, well, my, my eyes are very sandy, but not gravelly feeling. And so I've kind of come to the point where I feel like 
I, I just want to let them explain to me what they feel because I can throw out That's all sorts of different words. People are very specific about how they feel, and, and I want to let, make sure they get that out and, and, and tell me their story. Yeah, and I hope that they're telling their general um, optometrist or yeah, ophthalmologist yeah. these things because that helps them, I'm sure. But can an ophthalmologist or optometrist actually see that an eye is dry when oh, they're doing oh, an Absolutely. Exam. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's what the microscopes are for. And we've got all sorts of dyes, yellow and green, blue dyes that we put oh, in the eye. Oh, that's what highlight. causes it. Yeah. When they the put the dye in the eye. Right. Certain tissues will uh, respond to those dyes. And so with the microscopes, we can really see what the tissues are doing. Got it. So it's really um, amazing. Y- you know, and. And somebody like you, I've never heard of a practice like yours. So you're really specific, which is amazing. Well, my Northwest Dry Eye Center is the first standalone dry eye center in the United States. That is amazing. So there are a few that have sprung up in various cities around now. But but it, we've been there for four and a half years now. And it was a new concept back uh, four years ago. So tell me about dry eyes and seniors. Obviously, the, we're a program that focuses on seniors. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, with seniors, uh, we definitely see issues with the eyelid. In fact, a lot of times I tell my patients that I spend more time on the eyelid than I do the eye. Laxity of lids or lids that may uh, kind of uh, sag just a little bit don't don't really wipe very well. So blinking really doesn't help those patients because their lids aren't doing the job. Got it. So we see that all the time. Uh, The number one cause of dry eye with anybody, seniors or anybody else, is uh, oil gland production that drops down. And the oil glands on the lids can get clogged up. Oil is a vital portion of the tear film. It floats mm-hmm. over the top to prevent evaporation of the tears. And without that, if the glands aren't working properly, uh, the tears just evaporate immediately. So they stay dry and the blinking doesn't help and things really can sure. go downhill. So obviously with that piece, <clears throat> if if a senior is dealing with maybe another condition on top of it, that could be a you know dry eye could almost be a sub condition from that oh sure and we work with other (laughs) corneal specialists and and eyelid specialists and all sorts of people to make sure it's kind of a team approach when we have to do it that way it's very very common you know that is interesting because because you know when you think about for example um cataracts um obviously you know it just makes me wonder are they both related i'm not sure that would would be one thing or um, the the one relationship is that people who take anti-inflammatory drops tend to have dry eyes and that can lead to cataract ah. other than that we kind of look at them but remember the, the cataract they're totally is, different they're, 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 they tend to be different because cataracts can, inside there. can medications affect it oh absolutely yeah okay. uh, there are a variety of blood pressure medications that are dehydrating uh, beta blockers very common uh, blood pressure and heart arrhythmia uh, medication can cause dry eyes. There's all sorts ah. of things. Some of the antidepressants can cause dry eyes. Um, That's good to know. Yeah, and when those are the cases, usually we can figure that out pretty quickly and, and get right to it. So, Paul, how do we reach you? Well, probably the easiest way to reach me would be through the website, the nwdryeyes.com. Um, uh, phone call is fine, too, but uh, the website is by far the easiest. And, and on the website, my email is listed there. And I love getting emails from patients. Even if they live thousands of miles away, they don't have any plans to come to me, but they have questions. And I have relationships with people all over the world just by email, and I'm That's happy to chat wonderful. with them. It's just a real nice way to get a hold and of people. And what is your website again? It's nwdryeye.com. You know, this is so important information, and I'm so glad you were here on the program today. 
Thank you for having me. It's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. Hey, everybody. Jared Sebesta here, host of Retire Repurposed. Now, this podcast is about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. We believe retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what could be the most impactful, purposeful, and fulfilling season of a person's life. So don't retire. Become repurposed. To listen now, search Retire Repurpose on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.